Welcome to Take Me Away, the writing podcast where we explore the creative process. I'm Patrick. And I'm Matt. Um, last week, we learned from Richard a very interesting technique that he uses, which is Pinterest, in order to be descriptive in setting up scenes. And um, Matt, how did that go for you? So I took that challenge and I tried it out, setting up a Pinterest board to use in some of my writing. And we'll put up a link to that in our Taking Away blog so that our listeners can go check that out and see what they think. Yeah, check out the description and judge us online. So today we've got a very interesting guest, um, Nathan Tolman. Uh, he is he just is an idea man. Oh yes. my gosh. He is a thinker. And I think um, he very much so studies writing, but also just very, very creative in how he applies that. He has, I think, a very detailed process. And we got into that with him a little bit. But also he's just very, very creative in where he's pulling sources. And so we sat down and really talked about where he finds that inspiration and how he applies that for the stories that he's working on. All right, Nathan, I really appreciate, well, we really appreciate you coming and joining us. And uh, I guess jumping right into it, what what got you serious about writing? Okay, so, well, it was a thing that was interesting to me because of reading um, as a kid and then through high school. So it was always there, but I suppose what's gotten me serious is having a good Sir Richard as a roommate. Uh, my roommate has started a writing group, and so now that I have the pressure of, oh, I, I better submit something or else I'm going to feel like a fool, then <laughs> yeah. now I actually write. So it's that and also that I am terrible at shift work, and so I'm really hoping that I can make a living, you know, creatively. So so you feel so you feel the pressure and but then in in multiple ways. From yes, yeah. Peers and from the hard realities of having to pay rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also yeah. it sounds like it's something that you've been doing for like years, at least exploring creatively since like high school. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, there's lots. I mean, I'm I'm just amazed at how much you are working on all these different things. There are so many things, yeah. more things than I have time for. <laughs> and that's one thing that, um, from what we've discussed and from what we've heard about all your different projects, that you have lots of sources of inspiration. And what are some of those and how do you find your inspiration for the different projects you're working on? So inspiration comes from a whole bunch of different places. Uh, I like to listen to podcasts, so I find that's a very good source of inspiration yeah. because... Podcasts are great. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Listen to them, <laughs> especially this one. The Well, there are so many different kinds of podcasts. So I have a podcast that's about science and technology stories, and it's just things that you wouldn't expect. Radiolab is a great one for that. Or there are... Yeah. Uh, even weird things like uh, supernatural stories um, or mysteries, mysteries that have happened. There's a podcast called Astonishing Legends that goes over those. And they do a great job researching things that have actually happened and also things that allegedly happened. And whether they happened or not, they make great sources for stories because they're just full of crazy stuff or history podcasts where you go over things that have actually yeah, happened yeah. and and it is just insane the kinds of things that have happened in real life it's as they say stranger than fiction 
you would not expect this, that, or the other. But as you dig into it, it just it's mind blowing, and so it's a great source. So what? So what? I guess came from that those history podcasts. So history podcasts. One of the big projects that I frequently get inspiration from these podcasts for, specifically the history one, is a TV series that I've been working on. Not actually in production, but working on the concept of yeah. and writing all of that. Where, uh, so Hardcore History is an excellent, excellent podcast on military history mainly. Mm-hmm. And so they have episodes on World War One, and I didn't know a lot about World War One on account of public school being <laughs> so horrible. But you know, so it's like, oh, Archduke. Franz Ferdinand was assassinated, and trench warfare, and trench foot, and the Treaty of Versailles, and we're done. But yeah. digging into that... That's all was, you need to know. Yeah, all you need to know. Definitely nothing more. But as I dig, as I got more into that, this podcast just set my mind on fire, and now I'm obsessed with World War One. And there is not a lot of really good media about World War I. Uh, World War II gets a lot more of the attention. And so I wanted to tell a story in which I could portray World War I, not exactly, but something along the lines of World War I, to, I suppose, demonstrate the, the lessons and the things that caught my attention about World War I mm-hmm. without having... Well, on the one hand, I, I don't want to have to do all of the research to get everything historically accurate for an actual World War I story because that's a pain in the neck. And... And then there are other things that I wanted to do with this story. So, but by moving it over to a fictional setting, um, a a created world, I can have a similar conflict in which it's very reminiscent of World War I, but there aren't all of the biases that people have toward or against various countries that would lead people to make assumptions or to say, you know, well, since I am an American, then I'm rooting for America to win, and obviously Germany was to blame, and so forth. So, so kind of like a television series, and like the fictionality of it allows the viewer to approach it a little bit more openly, and for you to demonstrate more ideas than maybe what they would be open to. Yes, yeah, and this was, uh, in addition to history, one of the big things that inspired this TV series was actually another TV series, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which is the greatest Star Trek, I will fight you. Um, Really? I will fight everyone. There's lots of Star Trek out there. Oh, it's true, yes, but Deep Space Nine is the best for a bunch of reasons. (laughs) Oh, I'll have to talk to you later about that. I'm curious. Excellent, yeah. So, So, I love Deep Space Nine, but at the same time, there are two big ideas that are there and are not explored as much as I wanted them to be, or they don't play out the way that I would expect them to. So it was that, and World War One, and a bunch of other things, and that should not have... Anyway, yes. Well, that's... Yeah, that's... that's it's fascinating how you can kind of jump down a line with, with some of these inspirations. Um, you also mentioned a, a musical that got... Um, I spurred on by a gif that you saw in very deed there was a gif of the recent les miserables movie adaptation and it was of the revolutionaries singing red and black and but the gif instead of having those lyrics as the captions had do a deer a female deer and 
so then I saw this gif and, oh, it was really funny. I enjoyed it as a joke. It's, oh, these revolutionaries, and now they're singing about solfege syllables and stuff. But, but then I go, oh, you can switch those lyrics. They're in the same meter. And so that generated the idea for The Sound of Misery, which <laughs> is a parody of Les Miserables and The Sound of Music. Interesting. And that was where it started. So those... Wow. All from a GIF. All from a GIF. They they will be showing up. Uh, both of those songs will be showing up. So one song with the other's lyrics and so forth. And it'll be real exciting. That's interesting. And um, yeah, we, so we read some of your book, Equilibrium. Yeah, and so we were going to, that's what we'll have you read a little bit later on. But could you tell us a little bit more about where that inspiration came from? In very deed. Uh, so I was reading Brandon Sanderson. Uh, I had been introduced to him through his podcast, which is another one that should be listened to, Writing Excuses, excellent stuff. And so that had me thinking about magic systems, which is one of the big strengths of Brandon Sanderson's writing. And in the Mistborn series, there's a magic called uh, Ferukemi, and it's one where you can store different things, such as eyesight or health or other things, in uh, metal. And so if you, if you have poor... Uh, you can choose to have poor eyesight for a while in order to have super awesome eyesight later on. You store up a time without good eyesight for later time with excellent eyesight and so forth. And I thought, that's a really cool thing. But what if you had, uh, what if you had a similar magic where you transferred things not into metal but into another person directly? Oh. So there was no medium by which you could store it; it just could be given or taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I started thinking through what all I would be able to transfer. One of the things that you can transfer in, uh, or rather, that you can store with Ferukemi is uh, memories. You can store up memories to recall them later. It'd be wonderful if you are a student to do that <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Ferukemi yeah. is the student's friend. But with that, so I was going to have memory be one of the things that you could transfer between mm -hmm. people. And that was the basis for this story. The idea was that you have one person who has had all of their memories taken away from them and given to this other person, who's now the main character. Yeah. And thinking through what would that do to a person? How would they reconcile the two sets of memories? And how, you know, who would they be at that point with two complete lifetimes of memory? And so... Yes. And then a story was born. Yay, verily. Yeah. That's that's so interesting. I And then you have so many ideas and so many, uh, I guess, rabbit holes that you go down. How do you, what are some ways that you keep track of all of these uh, bits of information I and have, inspiration? Indeed. Uh, yeah, I have Google Docs. I also use the, the Notes app on my phone because it's easy to access. And I have a Trello board. So the Trello board keeps track of which projects I want to complete. So I just have listed out there. And sometimes there are steps uh, related to those projects that I list out in each of those boards. So 
One of my projects is working on a critique of The Last Jedi because it is a travesty. And so I have listed out, these are the episodes that I want to do. They would be a YouTube series. And nice. So that way I know all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so then I have the the note app where I will write things down so that I don't forget them. If I hear a neat bit of etymology, the origins of a word and how that might influence my story, then I write that down in a document that's the TV series. And these are all the ideas that I want to sprinkle in through the TV series. And then in the docs, I have more uh, outlines where I start to say, how does this fit together? What, you know, who are the main characters? What is the story? What are the different beats that will happen through the plot? So you have kind of like the small pieces of information you just take down in your notes real quick. I'm assuming just as they come to you throughout the day, but then you're able to go into like the docs and the outlines and kind of slip those pieces of inspiration into like the bigger picture of any project that you're thinking about. Yep, that is about how it goes. Yeah, don't want to lose all of those little bits, so you have to get them down quick, but then have a place to organize them and fit them in. I think my problem is is I have notes, but then I don't put them anywhere. Same. I never look back. Or like I write things <laughs> down on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also screw play. you, note. <laughs> or like there's a or it's like it's on paper and it never makes it into the computer. Yeah. Or things like that. So, and then I have one quick question, um, just kind of jumping a little bit back, but just on the subject of where you find your inspiration. Um, you're very open about a lot of these sources kind of coming from the things that you're listening to, the things that you're reading. Um, how would you encourage other potential writers to find inspiration, and especially not to like shy away from using the stories and the things they're experiencing? Because I think sometimes people are worried so much about, oh, I don't want, like, I want to be original. Mm. Like, how do you find a good mix of inspiration, but also accepting that you have to pull from something? Right. It's it's a little hard not to be concerned about that, but there are so many stories that I love that if you reduce them down to certain elements, they are basically the same story. And and then if you start to look at particulars, there are a dozen other stories that do similar things. Mm-hmm. You can have magic rings showing up all over the place. And so so I guess that's something that I would recommend working on uh, work work through that that concern so that it doesn't it's just concern em- you as much yeah just embrace know. it and and tell your story explore your story yeah. Yeah. well embrace that there will be similarities but indeed. then explore your story and i might even say that especially as a new writer i don't know even going forward it is so useful to look at a story that you love and think what if I changed this one thing? Or you can say, I loved that story. Uh, what if I did it in this other setting? And so it's the same story, but you've, you're just changing the, the aesthetic. You're changing the particular details. You, you can have, a, I don't know, an Indiana Jones who hates flying. I don't know. If you do too little, then it's going to feel derivative. Mm-hmm. But I find that when I'm inspired by a thing, well, I... Here's a trick. If you look to multiple sources and combine them, I think that feels more original. Where you say, oh, this magic system and this world and this 
you know, the history of this nation. Um, A Game of Thrones was inspired by the history of the War of the Roses. I believe that's the one. So it is basically a retelling of this medieval history, um, but there's dragons and other things. And so if you take one thing and combine it with another, that helps, that goes a long way toward feeling fresh and original. I feel like that's the definition of creativity. Taking two existing elements, combining them to make something new. Or if not new, then less less old. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well... There are only 20 of these stories instead of 10,000. Yes. Yeah, so, well, thanks a lot, Nathan. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, lots of good things to think about and just thinking about how to get inspiration but also keep track of it, write it down, and apply it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. And I think now we'll go into your story and just have a brief clip from Equilibrium just to give the listeners a little bit of taste of what that sounds like. Okay, here is an excerpt of Equilibrium, which is a novel I'm working on about a a man who has received the memories of another person, all of them, and with that has gained knowledge about a conspiracy. And so he becomes entangled in various... uh, how do you say, espionage and politics, all of that, and he is in danger. Oh, man. Here we go. I was awake hours before morning came. Unable to sleep, I laid there under the stars and thought. Somehow she had healed me. Taken your injuries, she had said. Given you our language. As though injuries could be traded. As though I could pay someone to die in my place. I had no money to give. I had not paid anyone, and could not. My mind spun out of control. Even still, it was too much. In a matter of days, I had gone from slave to freeman to husband to widower to cripple to this. From the edge of death to better health than I had ever known. From ignorance to knowledge. So much knowledge. Ideas I couldn't describe in my own language. Strange ideas and fragmented memories. How did it go? I think it went really well. There was a lot of very interesting kind of tidbits. I think some of the ones I took away specifically were just the sources that he got his inspiration from, like using GIFs, music, podcasts, actual history, and kind of pairing those multiple sources and then asking what if, and kind of making your own personal change to have a whole new story. Yeah, and and he also had a lot of different places where he would write down his notes, so the notes didn't just stay somewhere and disappear. He would take those notes and he has uh, separate Google Docs for those notes and Trello boards so he can kind of go through a process of start to finish and completion. So I thought that was very good. Um, so I guess that's the challenge that we want to send out to our listeners. This week, kind of ask those what-if questions, find different sources of inspiration, pair them together, and then see what you can come up with. Yeah, like a bit of history mixed with a bit of sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, and then what if an explore? Thank you for joining us. <laughs>